Welcome to New England Take, the weekly spot to hear from experts, policymakers, local business owners, and interesting people in New England. Be sure to check out the NewEnglandTake.com to get the back episodes of the show, as well as all the videos that we've been putting together. There are in all the different uh, entries on the page, so be sure to check those out. You can also check out New England Take on Facebook and Twitter, and AJ Kirstead when you are on Instagram, which is very relevant to today's episode, whether they like to deal with the service or not. We have two, two local photographers. Sydney Kerbison and Katie Cole. I'm really excited to welcome you guys to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so let's start off from the get-go. Who are each of you? Where can people check more out? Sure. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go for it. it. No, yeah. you can go for it. <laughs> okay. okay, so hi, I'm Sydney Kerbison. I'm a New England wedding and elopement photographer, and I kind of do some portraits here and there. Uh, and you can find me at Sydney Kerbison Photography on Instagram, or you can also go to my website, www.sydneykerbison.com. That's the easiest way to inquire about photography, anything. And I'm Katie Cole uh, of Katalane Photo. I service most of upstate New York as well as the New England region and a little bit of the low country, so down in Charleston and Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, you can find me at kate-elaine.com. And I'm most active on Instagram at kate-elaine-photo. Great. So what if you had to classify what your work is, would you say you're a wedding wedding photographer's first? Like, is that the bulk of what you would say your income say is so. coming from at this point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Weddings, couples, adventure sessions. Yeah. yeah. What's an adventure session? So I feel like as, as a dirty millennial, I'm well aware of what it is because that started popping up from, from my generation. I think you both are a tad younger than I am. Uh, but what what would you describe that as? Well, Sydney and I both love to hike, and we like to be outside a lot. Um, and so a lot of our couples and a lot of our friends are the same way. And we figured um, in our own separate businesses, we have different models for it. But we figured it would be best to have these sessions where they feel most comfortable and where they like to have the most fun. Um, so in the mountains or on the beach or in the dunes or something along those lines, kind of an adventure rather than just a generic portrait, go to a field, take a few pictures. Yeah, I feel like most people just wait for that mystical, I'm going to have the perfect candid moment and I'm going to actually look good in this picture as opposed to having one eye shut and the other one looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> so it, yes. it seems like a great uh, thing that's popped up the last few yeah. years. And it's a lot of fun to plan, a lot of fun to get to know your couples a little bit more. And mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot of fun for us, too, because we get to see all these new places that couples will introduce us to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically agree on that. I mean, is there anything we'd add to that? Yeah. And I think a lot of it, we kind of touched upon it, you know, a little earlier, but also being able to really get to know what your couple loves and who your couples are and that takes time to figure that out mm -hmm. and it takes time to figure out or for the couples specifically to figure out what they love to do and what means most to them because the second that the couple is more comfortable and excited about where they are the more natural they're going to be behind the camera and they I don't think they really know it right away but the second that they're there they're excited they're looking forward to it the nerves are maybe a little less than like yep. they're excited to show us their favorite spot and I think the misconception, too, for, you know, the adventure 
session is that it doesn't even necessarily have to be in the mountains. It can be, you know, at a baseball park or at, at home. a brewery or at home. Like it can be wherever their safe place is, wherever mm-hmm. their, you know, most memorable spot is that's important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you look back at those photos and it's, you know, more memorable. I would say kind of think of it as a date with yeah. a photographer kind of tagging along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's an important important aspect to it. There's two sides. You want the, the client to be comfortable with whatever it is they're going to end up having their photo in because it's always a stressful moment for everyone versus the, the photographer being comfortable with the situation. So we'll dive into the photographer end of it also for sure during this. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's really important that the client is picking a spot that they're not going to be like, oh, God, there's going to be 15 million people looking <laughs> at me or, yeah. oh, why am I – wearing why are my pants rolled up and I'm in water like I hate the water right yeah <laughs> I love the water I <laughs> like the first session that I ever had I actually forgot that my camera was not waterproof oh, no. <laughs> and so I found myself like <laughs> waist deep in the ocean and I'm like oh Sydney like you gotta get a little mm-hmm. bit further back do not dive in because then we are definitely screwed yes. um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it I think it it definitely depends on both sides and you know that's also a good point to bring up is finding a photographer that is your match Mm -hmm. because there might be photographers that really do not feel comfortable diving into the water or really prefer it and that's like what they love to get their couples to do and you're not much of a water person or you know it's just finding somebody who matches your personality and matches your style matches your vibe your energy Mm -hmm. as well so if someone's super hyper and you're kind of more of a laid-back person you might not want that photographer might want someone who's a little softer spoken and can make you feel comfortable. And there's also many types of photography. Like you guys do a lot of portraits and weddings and stuff. Meanwhile, like I've done a lot of photography for the last 10 years. Uh, but what I do is more documentary and event photography, which mm-hmm. is 100% different. So your wedding <laughs> stuff kind of will correlate with that. But people expect a different feel when it comes to a wedding yeah. uh, right. versus I'm going to take a, a picture as I'm walking to work in the morning, post a, some architecture picture or something like that. So right. it's important you get someone that's used to that style. Like I would turn down a wedding. Like I'm not comfortable <laughs> shooter. I'm going to screw up your photos unless you want some super quick snaps. And that's about it. Um, I mean, how did you guys come about as this? this being the thing that you like photographing? I kind of was a roundabout way. Um, I shot my first wedding in 2013 as I was that person in high school that they knew that had a camera around them all the time. I was on the yearbook staff. I had always just taken random snapshots for the yearbook. And so they asked if I would take their wedding pictures. And I said yes, out of why not kind of mm-hmm. attitude. Um, and then I fell in love with it after that fact. So I didn't even know what wedding photography was until I shot my first wedding. It wasn't like I be- I had been in photography for a while and then decided, oh, I should start being a wedding photographer. Um, so that's how I got started into wedding photography, at least. How about you? It's funny because it's kind of a very similar story, but um, I had, you know, dabbled in photography all throughout high school, loved it, um, but I just did it for fun. And I was a media rep for AmeriCorps and Triple C when I graduated high school. And so I was taking photos all the time at that point. And it never really clicked for me, like, hey, you should probably be paying attention to this. Um, And then it, it wasn't until 2018 that I shot my friend's mother's wedding. And it's funny because 
I walked away thinking, oh my goodness, this is so stressful. I am never doing this again. Like, this is horrible. But the irony is, like, I had also like, never gone to a wedding before. That was the very first wedding I'd ever gone to. Oh, and wow. And I was wow, a photographer for it. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was really, really fun. I loved the creativity part of it. But I had also, you know, it had really sunken in, like, you really have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really, like, I had, you know, done another wedding after that because, you know, somebody heard that I had done weddings before. And then it didn't really hit me until um, 2019 in October that I'm like, I really actually want to pursue this. This is something I've always wanted to start a business and start a business that's based on something that I'm really passionate about. And I just started doing family photography, and then that led into more portraits. And um, one of my friends, again, wanted to do have me do her wedding. And then that kind of like opened the door again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about wedding photography. I actually <laughs> kind of want to try that again. Um, and then it just started growing from there. It's been spiraling. Yeah, <laughs> spiral. It's yeah. so good, and yeah. I'm so hooked. It's not even funny. It is so fun. I love it. Yeah, and that's what's what's unique about photography, where a lot of people don't necessarily think of it as something. So everyone's, especially nowadays, everyone's got a phone with a with a decent camera at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah. but but to ri and, uh, I, yeah, I know same opinion. I only use it when I absolutely have to. Right. But family picks basically. But um, but to really take it to that next level is it's a creative endeavor. It's it, it's it's an art. It's not something you just do just if you want to do it professionally. You need to really have a creative drive behind it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and and going off of that, I mean, what if you had to describe your style? I mean, the, when you're looking at a wedding photographer's website or a portrait photographer's website, the, you can find every which way you can think of. You think it's super moody, like way too many shadows. And you're like, I'm not sure they know what they're doing in that situation with this poor couple in, in the shadows and the darkness with shadowy eyes uh, versus someone that's, say, you're not a super springy, bright, colorful individual right. I, how did how did you guys come about your style and if someone's looking for a photographer how does your style suit them do you think well my style is very film inspired mm -hmm. um i have a lot of inspiration from um other pro, i don't want to call them pro but like more bigger named mm -hmm. photographers uh gray Mellon is another uh, name of them um yeah so i would say film inspired for mine for sure yeah. yeah. I like film style a lot more than I actually used to. I kind of went for the dark and moody at first. Um, but then I was really inspired by a photographer, Don Charles. Mm -hmm. I love Don. And she's, she's phenomenal. Yeah. She's so amazing. And I just really loved how whimsical the pictures looked, but I really wanted to retain the colors um, as much as possible. I love... Um, more saturated greens, but not too saturated. I like having a warmer photo. Mm -hmm. I definitely see a lot of warm in yours. Yeah. 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 And so I think it's kind of playing, you know, a lot with film and making it as now I, I personally love grain in photos, but it's not for everybody. And it's also 
I don't always use it either. So it just depends on, you know, what the the photo is and whether or not the couple really wants it too. Yeah. So. I feel like grain adds a lot of texture, a lot of a lot yeah. more feel to like a 2D object. Yeah. It also makes it yeah. feel more classic as and this yeah. is a, an heirloom style thing. Right. Especially for those yeah. uh the couple portraits at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Especially it's gotta be there must be something that's requested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is, yeah. I would say. <laughs> so when when you are looking at a client that's that's got a wedding coming up, I mean, what are some of the things you might ask them to make sure it's going to work for you and you're prepared when you show up to that shoot? Mm-hmm. Like what's going to make us mesh with them? Mm-hmm. You can go first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think on that one. <laughs> so I always start out with a questionnaire, like right when I get an inquiry. I know you do something similar. Um, when they inquire, they also have to go through a process. Yeah. But I usually have a really quick um, you know, hey, want to connect? Shoot me an email, and then uh, once it's require requiring um, inquiring about mm-hmm. a wedding or an elopement, I usually just send over a questionnaire that goes over, you know, who are you? What's your story? Like, I want to hear when you first knew that you wanted to spend the rest of your lives together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story um, is a huge, huge part because yeah. you can tell if they don't tell you a lot of information about themselves, they're not as excited about their wedding photography. Yeah. They're just kind of price shopping. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of ask, you know, different questions about what their wedding day looks like. How many hours are they looking for? Um, I do ask them what their budget is because I want to make sure that we're kind of on the same page. Um, And then I and it's totally if they're if I'm out of their budget, I recommend other Mm -hmm. photographers, too, that they could reach out to. Like, it's just total honesty because I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable reaching out to me at like by any means. But. I think beyond that, there are other questions that I also want to know that even, you know, if I am in their budget, that I'm working with a couple that, you know, feels good. And we are a good match together by just like being able to talk with one another. Mm -hmm. Like, is it difficult to talk with them or, you know, do they love different things? Like what's their favorite song? Do they prefer wine or beer? Like what's their favorite local shop? And, you know, what's their favorite place to hang out at together? Like what's their favorite adventure they've gone on? Um, What's the favorite, like what is their favorite part of their wedding day and what are they most looking forward to? How did they find me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think another really good question that I just included was what about my style or what about my photography do you love like That's what drew you to me to you. Yeah. because I think that is a huge portion of just wedding photographers today like there are a lot of people who get inquiries and saying like hey I love your style but can you like completely change it okay. um, and I don't think it's and it's not against them at all it's yeah. it's literally just it's they not, probably it's don't not your artistic know. style yeah. and it's not like how you see art Right. See their art. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a super basic way of considering that is, say you get a wedding photographer that does 50% of the stuff is black and white, and then you go, why, is, why are half my photos black and white? Yeah, and I think we've both had instances where we've had to come to terms of, well, this is our style. How mm-hmm. do we make sure that our client understands that? And we've actually mm-hmm. had conversations about that, too. Yeah. Um, about making sure that our clients understand that this is our style and this is why we love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's OK for, you know, photographers to feel comfortable with and confident in what their style is, mm-hmm. because, you know, photographers that specialize in light and airy photos take photos in a like they take them 
before they even edit in a very different way yeah. than somebody who would take their photos and edit them in a dark and moody way. Yeah, with more so, shadows and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So you really, really want somebody who is automatically aligned with what style you want your photos to be because that means that they've already done it mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing and it's going to save you a lot of money on the back end yeah. it's going to they're going to any proper photographer will charge you for all those hours of post-production of going back in and redoing everything you just yeah. did yeah. cropping everything oh all over goodness, again yes. yeah 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 so my inquiry style is kind of similar um instead of sending them a questionnaire though i jump on a phone call with them and mm -hmm. do all of that on the phone call. Um, so that way we're having a conversation back and forth. I always start off my conversation not talking about photography though. I always started off by, how was your day? What did you do at work today? What are you guys having for dinner? Um, just trying to create that relationship with them first before we even jump in to talk about money or the stressful things that they're gonna have to consider mm -hmm. later on. Um, by doing that, it kind of weeds out, again, those price shoppers, people who are just kind of looking to look, um, and it solidifies that relationship right up front. Um, I also utilize a lot of voice memos via Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really like to text a lot. I like just letting them hear my voice or sending them a video. Um, it creates that relationship connection again and that no like trust factor. So they mm -hmm. get to know me and they get to trust me. Um, because you're going to be up in everyone's business when yeah, you're there on a wedding are, or a portrait shoot. You are <laughs> with them. The, you're like the one person that's following them yeah. around the entire day. Yeah. So um, building that connection, that trust connection first lets me know if they actually feel trust, like if they actually do trust me mm -hmm. and if I feel comfortable around them before we even get into the talking about photography, their wedding day and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we do talk about their wedding day, I always ask like, Tell me three words that describe your ideal wedding day. Like, don't worry about anything else that you're planning right now. Like, what do you want it to feel like? Um, and then we'll go from there. So, those good are really stuff. good questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be helpful when you show up to the wedding also, and it's some backyard bash with tons of beers hanging out, and you're like, this, this isn't this is a nice church somewhere. Right. This isn't the classy, <laughs> elegant that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, knowing who you're gonna be taking pictures of, I mean, are you gonna be expecting a whole fleet of children because they've been together for decades and now they're getting right. married, and mm -hmm. or they're this is their second marriage, and oh, by the way, there's a whole other separate family you're gonna need to take yeah. pictures of. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what's an ideal client for each of you? Just super quick. If you had, if you had to pick one client that you're going to take pictures of, what, what would it be? Uh, that's such a hard question. Yeah, and, would it, and would it be a wedding? Would it be, uh, just a portrait session? Oh, so we're talking like the, the whole scale, not just like if we, if yeah. our ideal client inquired with yeah. us for a wedding. Oh my goodness. That's um, really tough. That is. Okay. So my ideal client is Harry and Sydney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> honestly, anyone who can actually have a good time, mm -hmm. um, we can sit down with a wine afterward or grab pizza or something like that, those would be my ideal clients, mm -hmm. the ones that become friends. And I have gained some really good, like really close friends from doing photo sessions with them. So yeah. those are the ideal clients. <laughs> I love clients that are not afraid to be who they are and just like loving life. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because there's so many different ways that people can love life. And I, I really, admire when somebody is super passionate about what they do and are passionate about 
you know, the world at large and going on adventures and whether or not you are an introvert, like I am mostly an introvert person. So like I can totally relate to that and I'm a goofball and I like send that vibe out super early so people know like, hey, if you are an introvert and a goofball, like you can be that with me, like right. totally fine. Um, and if you're a super extrovert, I can be right there with you. Um, and just, you know, people who want to live large, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. love the simple things and love the the small, like, I don't know, the small details, the small details. and yeah. are kind people, like, please. <laughs> please be a kind person. Yeah. I, whereas you're, like, the loving life and adventure, I'm, like, the party one. I like to be around the action and the yeah. party and stuff. <laughs> the introvert, extrovert kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're listening to New England Taken to BKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the New England Take and WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierset. Be sure to check out the newenglandtake.com to get the back episodes of the show. Excited to be joined by Sydney Kerbison. For starters, what's your website so people can check you out? www.sydneykerbison.com. And Katie Cole. www.katelaine.com. Com. You yes. sure? <laughs> Think about that. You got this. You like got whipped this. it out real quick. Yeah, kate-elaine.com. Yeah. It was a perfect transition. Yeah. We're going to talk business. So. <laughs> so how did you guys decide that photography was going to be a business that you were going to do? Oof. That's a heavy one. Um, you can go first on yeah. that one. Um, well, I think think it was automatically like I knew I wanted to start a business so I knew that photography was going to be the best fit for me because it was something I was passionate about so it kind of just like went hand in hand um and I knew I didn't want to do anything else um and it kind of just led into that it took a long time to get it running oh, yeah. um, because it was right before the dun 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 but you know yeah but it it was it was the choice that i i knew that i wanted to do from mm-hmm. the start of even thinking about photography nice yeah um for me it was kind of a well i'm doing this thing it's making me money i have to be responsible with this money and then it spiraled out of control into a business so it kind of um was a happenstance and mm-hmm. then i ran with it um, it was a business baby. It was a business baby. And now it's like a teenager <laughs> yeah. and mildly running out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's still in the terrible threes. <laughs> and, and, it, and it is a business. I mean, people don't consider if you're just hiring a photographer, there, there's a lot of back end and time oh, before yeah. you show up to the to whatever it is you're going to be photographing. Like the marketing getting out there for social, we'll get into social media in a few minutes, but um, maintaining your list of clients, making sure that you're ready to go on the day of the shoot, getting everything ready for the shoot. I mean, what has that experience been like going into doing this professionally where you, you're filling a whole work week at least, I'm assuming. So oh, yeah. how, what, is, what has yeah. that been like for a you? A constant learning experience. Yeah. Oh, I, my goodness. I don't think I knew how 
much work and how much money was going to go into oh, yeah. starting oh, it. Yeah. And I feel like you can't do it alone. You have yeah. to have people who are either ahead of you or on the same plane of you as you or just friends who are in other businesses, not even photography, just like mm-hmm. helping you out, figuring out marketing and taxes and connections and networking. It's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go about a business alone mm-hmm. you want to have your community you want to have that support somebody who you can turn to and say like wow today was really rough I think I'm losing my mind <laughs> right. and that person just like oh my gosh you too <laughs> yeah. yeah you two have an office together I yeah. mean what is is a lot of that so you have someone to bounce ideas off of and work with is it a matter of you're just friends and you like working together was this a horrible mistake oh no it's definitely not a mistake it wasn't a mistake it hasn't been a mistake at all it's still in its early stages though so we're still kind of figuring that out Mm -hmm. ourselves yeah Um, because you have your own businesses separately right work together um well the office right now is a little bit of a mess Mm -hmm. all of our things are on the floor because we're still getting shelving (laughs) up and whatnot um but we do have a client closet together. Mm-hmm. That's what we we share right now. And yeah. we have a plant tree, mm-hmm. yes, that we try to keep alive. Yep. So. What's the client closet? Oh, do you want to sure. talk about that a little bit more? Uh, so it started with me. Actually, I think we both had the thought and we're like, oh, my gosh, you're doing it, too. OK, cool. Yeah. Like we can <laughs> just have like a clothing rack. Um, and so the idea behind it is one, first and foremost, that you know, our clients, if they see something that they want to wear, that they can wear it to the shoot. Um, and it's just something that they can wear that's fun, that maybe they did not want to budget for, that mm-hmm. they just like Or they've never out. even seen before. Yeah, they've they, like, never love. even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something that makes them feel confident, like, and, and just having, you know, enough different pieces that can fit different shoots. Um, I think... Another big reason why I have a client closet personally is to be able to be inspired to do style shoots Mm -hmm. Um, and just to have that creative outlet because it can get, um, I mean, it can get expensive spending money for the style shoots that you put together and the different content that you put together. And I think having a client closet has allowed both of us to be able to create that content be really inspired and then to also then share that closet with other clients and say like hey this is what it can be and we can have fun with it too right and a styled shoot for those who don't know what that is it's a creative outlet for other photographers to kind of get away from just doing what the client wants and allowing ourselves to allow that creativity to flow Mm-hmm. And inspire future and inspire couples. Future couples and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it makes if someone comes from a video background. It's not uncommon to have wardrobe, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, so me hearing that it sounds like something that's a real good business decision to say, hey, we even have this extra service that's included into the once again that's building up to show that you're yeah. more than just a person with a camera sitting in the right. corner yeah. taking pictures quietly. Yeah. 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 But I think owning the office together has been not only great for our businesses, but great for our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to come to the other person when we have a struggle or, or we don't know how to respond to an email. Um, we've been able to bounce um, social media ideas off of each other, like Reels and TikToks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've been able to um, utilize the desk space together mm-hmm. we made that desk we together did. yeah that was fun <laughs> and the clothing rack oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh sydney has a dog hank who is kind of like my dog whenever 
Hank comes into the office. So it's, it's been a really good um, decision, I feel like. And I feel like photographers and anyone that's in kind of a creative kind of single-person single business, it's really rough to – to not be able to bounce ideas off of, uh, mm-hmm. like my full time job at, with the university, like I'm the only multimedia person at the school, right? So, and I'm here, I'm the only tech person for this darn radio station. Still <laughs> here somehow. Um, so, so that, to have to find that person that you can talk to and bounce yeah. ideas off of is very productive for your own growth and development, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. I mean, what have you guys taken from each other that maybe has changed the way you work? Um, that's actually a really good. St- can yeah. I can I say something yeah. first? Okay. So, because it's really <laughs> it's really how our friendship started. Like you reached out to me on Instagram out of the blue. You were quote unquote new to Concord, but somehow knew more places in Concord to go to than I did, and I've been living here my whole life. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We hung out and. We like we were walking around Conquer, getting to know each other's businesses more, like each other more. Like, hey, like we just really worked well. Like, yeah, it was a really easy friendship yeah. first date. Kind yeah, of thing. and then at the very end, I distinctly remember you just staring at like this spot that was for rent, like above. I think it might even still be for rent above uh, the co-op. Oh yeah, it's right not near, above the co-op. Like, it's right near vibes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. You were like, what do you think about that? I'm like, I already know what you're going to say, but, and this is me thinking <laughs> in my head, I'm like, what what, what are you talking about? And you're like, what about renting a spot together? Like, what if we had a studio? And I'm thinking to myself, this is somebody who, one, I would definitely see myself getting a studio with. And it just, like, it was one of my, like, next steps that I had contemplated before, but I never really thought that anyone else like not like in my wildest dreams did I think that I was going to meet somebody who had the same passion that I did and the drive that I did that would want to do something that I also wanted to do and to be able to do it together was really Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. very confidence building too I'm assuming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so I think seeing that you know all those traits in Katie and being able to say like all right like this person has the confidence in me and vice versa. And not even a year later, like our goal was like, all right, we can do this in a year. Not even a year later, we got the studio. Like six, mm-hmm. six or seven months, we yeah. had the opportunity to rent out a, a, just a, a room out yeah. of a, an office building. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just were like, yeah, why not? That seems so simple. Why don't we just do it? Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're there. Yeah. And there for about three three or four months. Yeah. Feb- February to July. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. rent checks gone up there. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was doing in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would I would have to agree. And low-key, I still want that studio spot right above Vibes. Yeah. Everyone so, wants that space. The reason why it costs so, nice. so much money. Yeah. Well, you've well, got all that beautiful burgers. natural light. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Like yes, bread and chocolate is coming up. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, my goodness. Everyone's drooling in our photos. Exactly. Right. Uh, so good. Um, um, yeah, actually, I'd like to talk a little bit about the style shoot that we did in February where we almost yeah. died going to. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> that's where I feel most inspired from you because that actually had a level of personal growth as well as um, professional. So in February of this past year, there was a massive snowstorm 
um, Ice Storm, too. And we had a style shoot to go to in upstate New York, Pulaski, New York, which is, like, really up there by Lake Ontario. Um, and it was probably the worst snowstorm that the year had, I, I would say. Not just because we were driving through it, <laughs> but because I think that actually it was. You, um, you also contacted me, like, the night before, basically, asking if I wanted to not die with you. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and I said, yeah, I have a Subaru. Let's just, we'll just truck through it. So normally that drive, um, when I take it, it's about five, six hours to get there. Um, that night it took nine and a half to ten <laughs> hours. Um, I had to stop every hour or two to scrape off the windshield. Sydney has pictures on her Instagram of me actually scraping the ice off of the the wipers. Um, mm-hmm. We were going all over the place. Sydney's like trying to talk to me about what's going on in life to like <laughs> calm me down and calm herself down. Um, we finally make it. We have like two hours to sleep before we go into this full day styled shoot. And a styled shoot um, of this caliper was eight to nine hours like a regular work day. Like you're still doing the same amount of work that you're doing on a wedding day. Um, so we were exhausted and mm-hmm. trying to work your creative part of your brain while you're also um, trying to communicate what your vision is to other people mm-hmm. effectively on two hours of sleep mm-hmm. is you know difficult um, and one of our models wasn't able to oh work, yeah and yeah. one of our models wasn't able to come because of the yeah. snowstorm and we actually Sydney was almost yeah. a model yeah she yeah. walks up to me and she's like hey can you model I'm like wait I'm sorry oh, wait what, what? <laughs> she you didn't end up modeling though we found we Terrible. found someone else so Sydney yeah. could still be creative um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a fun adventure. Um, and <laughs> that whole time that we were there, you were, you Sydney, were very um, calm, collected. You were still creative. You were still um, friendly, and I was just kind of like out of it and couldn't focus. And I was actually kind of like rude to people. And I was just, I just needed coffee basically at that point. And when we got back, Sydney had all these beautiful pictures and they just looked so gorgeous and I was very jealous of her um you still had I absolutely know. gorgeous photos I'm just there's saying. a I point to this yeah <laughs> I continue um, she had all of these gorgeous photos that she was so creative with and she was able to put all of this time and effort into this like creative space that she had and I didn't want to talk to her um, we had just signed the lease for our, our office. We were just starting to go paint the office. And every day that I would see her, I would just be like very angry at her or like resentful of like, that's not fair. That was my style shoe. I invited her. It should have been like me that had the creative ideas. But because of that, um, because of that grace that Sydney showed me and all the adulting that we were able to do, we actually had a for real conversation about it and grew our friendship, grew both of our, like how the other person sees the other person mm-hmm. and uh, grew my driving skills. So <laughs> um, I think that's how you've strengthened me for sure. Oh, <laughs> don't cry. I also didn't know like half of that, but like, um, yeah, kind of some of it, but yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, is yeah, because once again, you guys are basically running a business together. It's like just sitting in the same space, even though you're doing different things. Like this, once again, I talk about I'm the only guy that does specifically what I do at the at the law school. But I work with our communications manager, who's a writer. I'm like, so you don't like my damn photo? Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it again <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's very important. It's good for personal growth, and is is definitely as you progress in your career. So right. it, it's important to have that networking connection, those relationships you can yeah, build on. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. that part of like you can't run a 
business alone, you have to have a community around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So community, social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like as a photographer in 2021, if you don't have a decent Instagram, I, I, I write off that you don't, you're not really keeping up with the times. <laughs> it is, it, I mean, do you, do you agree with that or is there a different take other than that? <laughs> uh, I would say yes and no. If you're not willing to put in time to show your work on mm-hmm. some sort of social media, maybe not Instagram specific, but. I think I get most of my inquiries. It's a 50-50. It's Instagram or it's a vendor referral list. Mm -hmm. So if you are absolutely 100% totally against social media, you do not want to deal with it whatsoever, then getting on vendor lists would probably be the best bet. Like probably having some experience enough with Instagram and having at least a portfolio to where you can showcase your website. Portfolio is key. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think Good if, networking connections. Yeah, absolutely. Vendor, vendor connections yeah. are key if that's the case, if you don't yeah. like it. Um, but I also think that Instagram is more than just a portfolio. A lot of people will use it just to showcase their portfolio. But kind of like what I was saying earlier about the no like trust factor, mm-hmm. um, I know that you use it as well. That's how we use Instagram. We don't use it as a this is what we're showing beautiful mm-hmm. pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. We're using it as kind of like, hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Sydney. This is our inside of our life. So get to know us a little bit more here or feel free to contact us here about a question that you might have. Or if you want to just like inquire about uh, how I shot this or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely more of a space for that for us, I feel like, than it is a portfolio. And I think going along with that, it's also showing our vulnerabilities because people want to see the person behind the business. They don't want to see the business. They want to see the person behind the business because Mm -hmm. the person is the one who is going to bring the creativity, who's going to bring the personality, who's going to make them feel comfortable. And I think feel cared for and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. And also what they value. And I think that was not necessarily the hardest part for me going into Instagram world and just like social media there is a huge shift once you go into business world in social media (laughs) that it's like wait a second like I don't know that I really want to show what I'm doing behind the scenes when I'm trying to relax when I'm trying to decompress and you know spend time with my family and spend time with you know my dinner (laughs) you know there's definitely you have to kind of put parts of your life in boxes like this part I'm okay with showing the rest of the world this Mm -hmm. part I want to keep 100% just to myself and my family Um, I know that you don't really show a whole lot and I don't do it either of Harry and what's going on in his life and I don't do it with my boyfriend Tom um, because those are sacred moments to Mm -hmm. us we don't Mm -hmm. really want to interrupt date night to show that hey we're on date night Um, we kind of want to keep the focus more on our our businesses at that point yeah because i think at some point and it, to each their own um but i think sometimes i i kind of think about how you know we spend so much time on social media anyway like if you're marketing or if you're updating things or you're trying to communicate with people and to top that off with more of your life and kind of opening that door even more, you want to have a little bit of privacy because there aren't many jobs out there that say, hey, 
you have this, you know, stuff you need to do in your nine to five or eight to four, like whatever your job is. And it could also be above 40 hours, like whatever your job is, you have all these responsibilities. Plus, by the way, you need to make sure everybody trusts you. Mm-hmm. And so knows you need the real you. Yeah. And yeah. You, you need to show your vulnerabilities and you need to show more of your life and you need to go and do all these other things in order for you to just do your like the rest of your work and the struggle with that is is you're also trying to sell yourself because most of the people that are on instagram or on facebook or tiktok or any of the social media platforms they're not actually meeting you until the day that you actually have that shoot with them Mm -hmm. um so it could be someone completely random from i don't know new london Mm -hmm. um inquires reaches out starts to, like following on Instagram, starts getting to know you that way. So you have to kind of sell yourself through the platforms as well mm. um, whilst trying to keep it in that box at yeah. the same time. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap it up for this segment here. You're listening to New England Taken to BKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. Once again, quick, website, Sydney. www.sydneycurvison.com. Katie. <laughs> www.kate-elaine.com. Good job. All right. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to New England Take. Check out newenglandtake.com to get the podcast episodes of the show. So we're going to do a unique version of the takeaway here where it's an opinion section. So we're going to do super opinion with two photographers, Katie Cole and Sydney Kerbison. What is the one lens you're going to take with you to a shoot, if not two lenses? Sydney. I have not thought about this a lot. Uh, I have too many. But I would say either my 35 or my 50. Are you the exact same? All right. Well, there really is no argument here. Um, yes. Yes. 35. Okay, but why? Oh, well, the 35 and the 50, I feel like, are best for both portrait and landscape, which we like to incorporate a lot of landscapes in both of our uh, portraiture work. And the 35 can really cap- capture the land and the, the picture um, perfectly. Like you mm-hmm. get the memory, the what you see. Yeah. Let me start over. The, <laughs> <laughs> the 35 is the closest focal length to what your eye actually mm-hmm. is able to see. Mm-hmm. So a lot of photographers prefer that lens focal length. Now the 50, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sydney, um, is really good for portraiture mm-hmm. as well as capturing details up close. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually argue the 85 though yeah, I love the 85 so I yeah. shoot on APS-C and I love my 51.8 so, so I just switched to Nikon a few months ago and I got mm-hmm. the the Z50 with the 51.8 which is a gorgeous lens I love that lens so much and it's I, I love getting way in because I don't like to get close to people I don't like people right <laughs> well that's the thing I actually like the 85 and my 135 a lot more than a 50 just mm-hmm. because not only do you get the nice creamy background um but you the nice bokeh bokeh. (laughs) um but you also get to stand back and not actually interrupt the moment that's going on and photographing events and photographing weddings that's a really big deal because with the 35 and the 50 and the 24 you're going to be a lot closer um Mm -hmm. in on the action Mm -hmm. whereas the 85 and the 135 you can stand in the corner and be a little fly on the wall walking down when they're walking down the aisle do you shoot with the 35 or the 50 or 85 uh, when they're walking down the aisle toward like 
where, towards you. Okay. The most yeah. terrifying like moment the, as a yeah. non-wedding photographer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Walking uh, backwards, running yes. backwards, trying to get right. I <laughs> usually I usually have the 35 on so I can yeah. capture the guests' faces as well. So why is Fuji better than Sony? Oh my goodness. Oh, Don't I do agree. this. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh my I love the color profile mm-hmm. a lot more. And I think that, okay, this is the biggest thing that I absolutely love about Fuji is the fact that everything is out on the open. All right. So Nikon, that new one that you just got, mm-hmm. it's got everything, all the dials, everything that you need to fine tune really quickly out in the open. It's right there. Needs the buttons. You need to learn how to use the menus. For those who are listening, listening, I use Sony. Sydney uses Fuji. I do. Okay. So that way people aren't. Sony is your baby. (laughs) Sony's are my babies. Um, But a good friend of ours actually put it best by saying um, it doesn't matter what kind of gear you have as long as you use the proper tools to paint the picture. Yeah. Yes. And it's very much a tool. I mean, you show yeah. up to a shoot on the day. It's like I like right now I'm shooting on a GoPro for this because it's super <laughs> wide and I can get everything. I don't need to think about it unless right. you have voice commands turned on, which when Corey Fletcher was here on this show, we started doing a time lapse in the middle of my recording. So oh, the no. tool you pick with the right settings is the most important thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you can use to create the best image. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so. I really dig the the, the manual controls. Like I, I shot Fuji for a while. I mm-hmm. keep breaking them. It's the reason why I don't continue to fu- shoot Fuji. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. they're a little I, expensive. I, went, I broke to keep like breaking. two or three bodies. They just kept b- breaking on me. But long term, my goal yeah. is to shoot on Leicas anyway. Oh, so Leicas. <laughs> yeah, it's like my poor wife. It's, it's like, like, like the this. Ferraris of all cameras. <laughs> but this is better than the one I had oh, before. Okay. Even though I still love that one, yeah. I'm still gonna use. I'm never gonna sell that one. That one's right. my baby. Yeah. For those listening, a Leica one. starts at like five thousand, six thousand dollars just for the body, not for the lenses. Yeah. We're heading to the end here. Once again, give one more plug. What's your website, Sydney Kerbison? www.sydneykerbison.com. <laughs> and Katie Cole. Uh, www.kate-elaine.com Nailed it. I yes. know, right? Third time. <laughs> you listen to the New England Take. Check out the newenglandtake.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirsted. Please be sure to follow and share our posts on Facebook and Twitter. It's New England Take. And I've been posting Instagram TV episodes with some of the clips from the show. If you follow AJ Kirsted, I'll eventually change the branding on that. I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>